In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Do you know that the Lord has been raised to life? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We are still in Easter. Easter has an octave. That means eight days. It's still Easter Sunday. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to bring you back to the death of Jesus for a moment. After he died, it says, at that moment, the curtain in the temple was torn in two. That's from the holy place to the most holy place, from top to bottom, which means we can enter into the presence of God through the side of Jesus. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened. This is very interesting. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, Truly, this man was God's son. Chapter 2762. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember what that impostor said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise again. Therefore command the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may go and steal him away and tell the people he has been raised from the dead. And the last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go make it secure as you can. So they went with the guard and made the tomb secure by sealing it, sealing the stone. Let's continue with chapter 28. After the Sabbath, on the first day of the week, it was drawing near, drawing in. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat upon it. Let me tell you that the stone was rolled back not to let Jesus out, but to let the women in. Jesus could go right through that stone. He had a resurrected body. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the gods shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, 
know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, even as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And indeed, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I'm going to repeat that. Do not be afraid. People listening to me, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. And while they were going, some of the guards went into the city and told the chief priests everything that had happened. After the priests had assembled with the elders, they devised a plan to give a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, You must say his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. I wouldn't give them a large amount of money. I would have them killed. I would have them killed. This even tells us of the resurrection. If this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep him out of trouble. So they took the money. It's all about money. They took the money and did as they were directed. And this story is still told among the Jews to this day. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Imagine, the risen Lord is in front of you, and you doubt. Some doubt. It sounds like the church to me today. We all graduated from the school of unbelief. And we start saying, you know, I believe. What makes you believe? And what makes you sure that you, I believe? It's in my heart. I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe Jesus rose from the dead. I believe Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. I believe. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And he gives it to the church now. All authority in heaven and on earth is given to the church. Do we use it? I don't know. That's a good question. Do we use the authority that Christ gave the church? Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end 
of the age. Let me tell you right now, Jesus is with you. How do I know that? He said, I am with you always. Always means now. You might be feeling awful today, but Jesus is with you because that's what the scripture says. I believe the word of God. I believe the word of God. And the word of God is always true. We're going to the Acts of the Apostles, verse 8. But you, you, I'm talking about you, will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you, I'm talking to you, will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, Quincy, Winthrop, Hingham, Weymouth, all over the earth. And when he had said this, they were watching as he lifted up. A cloud took him out of their sight. What kind of cloud was it? The glory cloud. And while he was going, they were gazing up toward heaven. Suddenly, two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Jesus is coming back the way he left, coming on the clouds. I'm on Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost, Pentecost was the giving of the law, when the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place and one heart also. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. How we need that violent wind. How we need that violent wind in the church today. But you know what? If you don't welcome the Holy Spirit, he doesn't come. We need that violent wind more than ever to blow away all the false teachings that go around. The false teaching of Jesus, that it was a spiritual resurrection. It wasn't spiritual. It was a physical res resurrection, a brand new body, a glorified body. of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them utterance. I tell you, we need that fire and we need that wind. We have so many meetings. I've been to so many meetings, and you want to know what? The meetings that I've been to, nothing gets accomplished. It's just we meet to meet, for the most part. 
if you have a good idea in the spirit, meet, meet. If you want to glorify Jesus more, meet, meet. If you want that wind to blow in you, to you, and through you, meet. But so many meetings are like the dry bones of Ezekiel. So many meetings. We don't need more meetings. We need the wind of the Spirit, the fire of the Spirit. That's what we need. And God gives it to those who, who want it. Luke says, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Much more. Much more. But you see, we want to tell the Holy Spirit what he can do. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't want to tell the Holy Spirit what he can do. I want the Holy Spirit to tell me what to do. Because then it's fruitful. Oh, yes. Have you ever walked outside of the Holy Spirit doing your own thing? I have. I have. I went to confession yesterday. I have. But we need the Holy Spirit. We need the wind. We need the fire. Now, there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. They were celebrating the giving of the law, L-A-W. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in his native language. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? We are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Potamia, Judea, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Pomptus, Asia, Egypt, and parts of Libya, belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Why were they visiting the Holy Land? Because they were celebrating the giving of the law. But on Pentecost now, we don't celebrate the giving of the law. We celebrate the giving of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The law says we do all these things and we do them wrong. The Spirit says, give me your life and I will make you part of the body of Christ to do the things that Jesus did. This is amazing. This is amazing. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. So some of them heard them speaking in their own native language, and some of them said they're drunk. But you see, Peter's going to say, these men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's nine o'clock in the morning. The barroom's aren't open. Let's continue. Verse 14. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. 
men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, indeed, these pen men are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be God declaring that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And women, in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. How we need the Holy Spirit. How we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We are like Ezekiel's dry bones before the coming of the Holy Spirit. We are like the dry bones of Ezekiel. The Lord said to Ezekiel, Can these bones live? You know what Ezekiel said? Lord, you know. But the Lord was asking him, Can these bones live? I say yes. They can live as the Spirit of God comes upon them. Ah, the Spirit of God is the secret, and it's been the best-kept secret in the church. The Spirit of God, how we need the wind, the fire, the inspiration, the glory of the Holy Spirit, who always leads us to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, he comes to glorify Jesus. I was once in a class at the seminary, and the professor said, Tom is spirit-centered. And I said, Father, I am not spirit-centered. The spirit glorifies Jesus Christ. And I sat down. I am not spirit-centered. I'm Christ-centered by the grace of the living God, by the grace of the living God. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire, a smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We cannot call upon the name of the Lord without the gift of the Holy Spirit. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. He died for you. He rose for you. He ascended for you and prays for you right now. He sent the Holy Spirit to those who want the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you today, I would be bankrupt without the gift of the Holy Spirit. I have nothing that would be good without the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's all about Jesus. It's all about the Holy Spirit glorifying Jesus. Then everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You that are Israelites, listen to what I have to say. 
He's going to preach. Peter's preaching his first sermon. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with deeds of power, wonders and signs that God did through him among you so that you yourselves know this man was handed over to you according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of those outside the law, but God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in the power of death. Why? He's the life. He's the life. You cannot kill the life completely, or even a little. After three days, he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. After three days, he rose from the dead. He is our justification. Oh, yes. Do you need the Holy Spirit today? I do. People say, but you've got the Holy Spirit. I need more. Oh, I need more. Without more, I cannot survive. Your young men shall see visions. If you're young, do you see visions? Your old men shall dream dreams. I'm starting to dream dreams. I need to put a pen and a paper down on my mattress so that when I wake up, I'll remember what I saw. Your old men shall dream dreams. Well, you crucified and killed him by the hands of an outside of the law, the Romans. But God raised him up, having freed him from death, because it was impossible for him to be held in death's power. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One experience corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Fellow Israelites, I may say to you continually of the ancestor David that he both died and was buried, and they were pointed to his tomb. Died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Since he was a prophet, he knew that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would not, that he would put one of his descendants on his throne. Foreseeing this, David spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, saying, He was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh experience corruption. Do you know in the Holy Land, after someone dies, on the fourth day, the body starts to corrupt? Jesus rose on the third day. His body did not corrupt. He was raised up, a glorified body. Hallelujah. And you know what? We're all going to have glorified bodies if we surrender to Jesus. 
Oh, yes. And we all can use the power of the Holy Spirit if we surrender to Jesus. Are you surrendering today? I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus, precious Savior. I surrender all. All, Lord, take it all. I surrender all that I am and all that I have. Show me, fill me anew with the Holy Spirit. But not only me, but all these people that are listening. Fill us anew with the Holy Spirit, with the rushing, driving wind and the fire. If the wind was on the fire, it would have spread. It would have spread how we need the Holy Spirit. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. O Mother of the Resurrection, pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.